Hey there, welcome back to the Full Live Athlete Pastor Channel. This is Justin speaking. We are on uh, the Online Bible Reading Club, day 148 of the reading plan, which is listed below in the description. We, we hope that this is a help to you as you seek to read through the Bible in chunks and get through the whole thing and to offer up a review of what you've just read or a preview of what you intend to read in the day's plan. Now, this is a really good reading because you're going to be looking at 2 Chronicles 4 through 6, uh, 4, 5, and 6, and then you're going to be looking at John 10, 24 through 42. Very short reading in the New Testament, but uh, very packed and really does connect well as you look at the two um, readings. So back in the Old Testament, you're seeing we're continuing David and Solomon's United Kingdom. This is the big uh, heyday of Israel's history. Israel, remember, was a slave nation. They were uh, originally the descendants of Jacob, uh, who was the son of Abraham and Isaac, right, in Genesis. Go back and read Genesis. But as you see, they were enslaved in, Israel, in Egypt for 430 years. They're set free, and God leads them through the wilderness by his cloud, the glory cloud, to the promised land that he promised to give to Abraham, right, and his descendants. Well, they get there. They fight off all the other nations in there. And David had intended to build this uh, temple, this majestic temple, to, to house the Ark of the Covenant in the presence of God and, and represented there in the midst of the people. Uh, and, and God had, and, uh, you know, said, this is what's going to happen, but you're not going to build it. Your son's going to build it. Solomon, who will sit on your throne, uh, will build it. And this is what we see. It's finally happened. It began in the last several chapters. And it ends in 4 and 5 here as the temple is completed. Uh, we, you see the, the instruments there that are, that are brought into the temple, that are built. In the fourth chapter, we won't spend a lot of time there. But in the fifth chapter, you see, uh, as you read it, I hope that you get the impression as you read it, like, wow, this is really God-centered. Now, it's a great human accomplishment, right, that these people are able to, to, to build such a majestic structure, right? But that's not what they're talking about. They're talking about how the steadfast love of God, the Hesed, if you look down at uh, verse, uh, I believe it's uh, 11 and 12 in the text of chapter 5, and the steadfast love, there you see that even the, 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 the indented words there where you have the, uh, the, the praise that is, that is led in unison by the people as they sing together, it's, it's, it's quoted there in the text of chapter 5. And they highlight the steadfast love. God had set his love on these people. Not because they deserved it, but just because that's who he is. He loves them. And, he, and therefore he made promises to them. Promises to them. And then he has kept those promises. That's the, that's the big reason Solomon is praising God. And the people are praising God is because he had made a very big promise to David and he has kept that promise. He made a big promise to Abraham. He has kept that promise. He made a big promise to Moses. He's kept that promise. God set his love on these people and he's kept his promises. He loves them. He makes promises. He keeps them. You can trust God because he, he will keep his promises because they're rooted in his steadfast, unchanging love for you. That's a big concept, a huge word in the text. Now, this temple the ark is brought in there, and then you see the glory cloud that has led the people inhabits this. So the priests can't even do their work there because it is full 
of the glory cloud. Think back to Exodus 40 when the, when the tabernacle is completed. Well, the tabernacle has been housing the Ark of the Covenant all these years. It even mentions in there that some of the, some of the elements in the Ark that have previously been in there are missing. The, the manna jar, the staff are missing, but the, the two tablets of, that were originally there from Sinai of the law are in the Ark of the Covenant and it is housed there in the temple. Now, as you uh, think about that, think about the prayer and the, and the instructions given according to this covenant. This covenant is according to the steadfast love, this love of God. It's the, it's the covenant of grace. God has dwelt with his people according to his steadfast love. He's made a promise, a covenant promise to them, and he has kept it. And this is why they thank him. Now, as you move to the New Testament, you see that Jesus is continuing in John 10 his dialogue with the Pharisees, with the Jewish leaders, and they are, you know, they had talked about the Good Shepherd passage, I'm the Good Shepherd, uh, in the last uh, section we read. But in this one, it's a continuation of that, and they want to say, hey, look, already, just tell us if you're the Messiah. And he says, I've already told you I'm the Messiah. I've already said it. You've already tried to pick up stones and kill me before, don't you remember? Uh, this has happened multiple times, and here he's going to do it again because he's going to do so in a way he's going to say, I and the Father am one. And because of that, no one can snatch my sheep, my people, out of my hand. Because I and the Father am one. Now, you'll notice a little detail in the 24th verse of chapter 10 of John. It says he's walking in Solomon's colonnade. So here you have Solomon's colonnade, meaning part of the, part of the temple structure, right? Jesus walking in the midst of it. And this structure was intended to point forward to the dwelling of God with his people, right? And that's realized the actual temple is strolling through the picture, the image, the temple, right? God and the Father, God the Father and the Son are one. And so if you're if you have Christ, you have the Father's love, and nothing can snatch you away from it. Now, let's see that in, in action. You know, it, it, what's the implication? Well, Jesus says in other places, in John 2, for instance, uh, destroy the temple and I will rebuild it in three days. What's he talking about? His body is, he is the true temple. He is the true dwelling of God with his people. He takes on flesh and dwells amongst his people, as John 1, 14 says. And we have beheld his glory. That's the glory cloud. That's the true glory of God, right? Now, Nothing can snatch you out of his hand because he's loved you with a steadfast love. He's made promises you to, of you to dwell with you. Emmanuel, right? How does he fulfill those? He fulfills them in Christ. He keeps his promises in Christ. Not even sin or death can separate you from God's love. That's the gospel message for you and me. Is that any of us who trust in Jesus by faith and his promises, loved by him, and we can never be snatched out of his hand because the steadfast love is realized in Christ. You are justified, adopted, and sanctified in Jesus Christ. He is the fulfillment of the temple. That God dwells with people. He keeps his promises because of his steadfast love. He makes the promises. He keeps them. And all the promises are yea and amen in Christ. You see, Christ is the temple. How about that? These two passages go perfectly together as the whole Bible goes perfectly together because it's all about Jesus, as he says in Luke 24. Now, as you're thinking about it, 
remember, keep reading through chunks of the Bible because you start to see these themes develop. You start to see Jesus claiming to be God, claiming to be Messiah, claiming to be the one who is one with the Father. And it's obvious to all that he is making these claims because you've seen numerous times in this gospel the, the leaders of the Jewish religion take up the stones to strike Jesus and execute him because they don't have ears to hear his voice. It's a miracle if you have ears to hear his voice. It is a blessing to hear his voice because he's had steadfast love on you and he has given you ears to hear. They sought to hear from God, but they couldn't because they, they sought not according to righteousness. They sought to have righteousness, but they couldn't obtain it. We can obtain it through faith in Christ. We can obtain all these things because God says steadfast love on you. That's why you can hear it. Okay, consider that. Consider the blessings of God. And why don't you praise Him in unison? Uh, worship with His people. Worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Devote yourself to Him. The sacrifice of atonement has been made in Christ. Now as Romans 12 tells us, Romans 12, 1 and 2, that you and I can offer up our bodies as living sacrifices to do those things which are pleasing to Him according to his will we can offer we don't have to be we don't have to be slain uh, the, the sacrifice has been made so that we could be one with God in Christ and not even death or sin can separate us from that as Romans 8 says Jesus already died the death he's already gone to hell for us he's already taken the wrath of God for our sin nothing can snatch us out of the hands of our loving father because Christ fulfills his promise he makes the promise he keeps it Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for His steadfast love. All right, that's today's reading from uh, number 148 on, on the reading plan. It's below in the comments or the, I mean the description. If you've got questions, leave some comments. And I look forward to seeing you next time on the Online Bible Reading Club. Take care.